Okay, hello everyone. How are you doing? Long time no chat. I just finished an interview there at half past four. So back on again this time for the 12th time with Tony Sayers out there in Mexico lapping up the sun. We've been quite uh, sunny in the UK as well recently, so we didn't care what to do with ourselves. You're getting well, used to it. Even in Scotland? Even in Scotland. like I don't go out much, so I'm not feeling it too much. But in general, when I do go out, I sweat a lot, you know. It's quite sunny. I'm no, I don't like. I lived in Turkey for twelve years. I spent most of the time avoiding the sun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that hair you've got, Billy, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that helps uh, with the not getting burned. It does help for that, but it doesn't help for the heat factor because even in the house I'm melting. You know, I spend most of the night doing this, trying to keep the hair off the back of my neck. So it's so hot and sweaty. It's, it's funny though, isn't it? I mean, I, I, it, when I saw something, it was a meme the other day where. It was like when you're when I'm abroad, I'm fine in the heat, but when it, the heat in the UK is oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's, really, direct, isn't it? it's really uncomfortable. It, it's, even when even when I go back, you know, I don't go back much anymore, obviously, but it's it's quite direct. It's weird. It's a weird heat there, isn't it? Yeah, even in, like, in Turkey, it was like 45, sometimes 50 degrees, and I could walk around in it and tolerate it to a certain extent, you know. But here, yeah. it's just like it's an uncomfortable heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it does seem different. Yeah. Maybe it's just because psychologically it shouldn't be happening in Scotland, you know? Like, <laughs> sun's not right. <laughs> We're talking about weather. There's a lot of uh, weird weather things going on, isn't there? There's, uh, I saw pictures of the underground being flooded in London and oh, Germany yeah. being flooded. And I wonder what sort of games they're pulling with that. Well, there's a place just close to us across the water, across the River Forth. And that was flooded, like you know, you see all the pubs and the and the doors kind of up about two or three feet around the center of the town. And you're like, Christ Almighty, that's just yeah. over there. I didn't expect to see that. So, yeah, like from a, a heat wave, is it to, to flooding in some areas of the UK? I mean, I don't know, it wasn't even there here, was it? How's it flooded there? I mean, we're literally five miles away from it, and they've got flooding, and it's just like pure, brilliant sunshine here. So, that right. was quite strange as well. Yeah, they had flash floods in different other places, yeah, and I think Wales had some as well. So, yeah, I mean, the weather is getting modified with for a long time, you know. Yeah. And, well, harp and stuff is doing stuff to the atmosphere. Yeah. And, uh, we, have, uh, we have hurricanes here. And last year, there was two or three that hit in, in October. And, of course, they named one of them Delta. Um, yeah. I forget what the other one was. So, you know that it's it's probably been started somewhere. Um, and there was talk that it destroyed a lot of the, the crops locally here in, in Mexico. And yeah, who knows what technology they've got with harp, as you say, and uh, you know, who knows what they can do. I think even us quote unquote conspiracy theorists, we only, we've only probably got half a clue as to what technology that they're using and, and what they can do. Well, I heard an interesting one recently. I don't know if you've ever watched um... Santos Panache, in particular, he done this talk with a guy called Martin Kenny. And Martin Kenny studied syncretism for about a year quite heavily. And he came up with this model of the flat earth that I just watched the past week. I've been getting into it. And somebody's made a, uh, from his teachings, he made a, like a computer generated version of it. It's amazing to watch. And he's like, they put together the whole how the universe was created to, like, mm -hmm. you know, the first spark and all this kind of stuff. And 
they explain what NASA and stuff are telling you is real, but actually they're telling you in such a way you don't understand it. But they right. are. So the thing is, it's like the flat earth is like, imagine, well, the pyramid has a capstone missing. So it's like a pyramid, but the initial bit at the top is actually indented. So the, imagine it's like that's the Garden of Eden in the center, like in the North Pole. That's right. why there's a sun there. And the Ouroborealis is like there's a dark cloud over there just now. But that's right. like the sun shining up. And when you see Nibiru, that's actually Nibiru. It's, it's starting to become more visible. Right. With, that, with that, it's like an energy coming out of there. But we still can't access that because it's in a Taurus field. And then from there, the next Taurus field is like just the other side of the Antarctic wall. Right. So that's like a sphere as well, the energy field. But we've got living on the flat plane, which is um, on our level, the other bit indented. And then the Arctic wall, the other side of that, is another bit of land that's down. Right. But, and then the further bit of land, that's down as well. And those two bits of lands we can't access. So what they call the Van Halen Belt, we think of as in space, but it's actually the toroidal field um, from the Arctic wall, Antarctic wall to the next one. We can't access that. But when they say they're going to Mars and stuff, so in that toroidal field, in that land, in there, Mars would be the sun and Venus would be the moon. But in our toroidal field, we've got our sun and our moon. And then in the furthest one out, they've got Jupiter as the sun and I think, um, or Saturn as the sun and Jupiter as the moon. And so that's when they say they're going to NASA, they want to go to NASA, they're talking about making plans to go to that outer level. Right. And apparently that's more, less conscious and it's more technological and things like that. And some of the AI stuff and technological advances here could be coming in from there, influenced by that outer sphere. But they've also got this, this soul, we're here in this cosmic egg, and this is all happening inside this cosmic egg. So these souls, we all have to experience evil and good. And they're on the way down. They've had a high illuminating knowledge, but they're coming down. And they have to face the hell, hell realms, and we're kind of coming up, and we supposedly want to go to the Garden of Eden, or that place is more, we're energetically right for it. We're not ascending to New Earth, are we, Billy? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But basically, we're still in this flat plane. But the point right. is, this guy was speculating that Harp and also CERN are both techniques they're using to try and stall this, them falling, right. and maybe, maybe subvert their karma because they know they have to go down and face the hell realms. Right. So they're trying to use this technology somehow to avert their karma and make them go back up to the top again and come down, you know. You'd have to watch the video, but... There's always different explanations for even the flat earth and also harp and ser and stuff like that, you know. So we assume it's yeah. weather modification stuff, but again, who knows yeah. what's really going on, you know? Well, I think I think they always have uh, multiple reasons for doing things, don't they? They're, they're very smart in in respect that you know, CERN, that's one theory, what you're saying there, and I definitely believe that that could be a possibility, but I also believe that you know, they, they're perhaps using that to open up dimensions and let in, you know, negative yeah. energy. I think we may have, may have touched on that on a, on a different podcast. But well, um, they did that big ritual there, didn't it? And that was in a different one, was it? Yeah, that was creepy, that was wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that Belgium. Um, Belgium, was it? Yeah, Belgium. Or was it? Wasn't it actually West well, Switzerland? Switzerland, yeah. Bern, was it in Bern? Is Cern in Switzerland? No. That's true. I may be getting mixed up. You search with that uh, tunnel, we'll get my secretary onto it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, sure, yeah, I mean, you look at uh, chemtrails and 
you know, not only are they bombarding us with heavy metals, they're blocking out the sun and they're doing this. The way they plan things is, is very um, meticulous. It's, it's, it's always very well mapped out. And you look at, I was having a conversation with a friend uh, this week about just how they're rolling out this whole COVID and it, you can tell it's very, very precise, step by step. They know exactly what moves to make at the right time and when, when like Boris got ill and then he recovered and then, yeah. and then sure. like all the different Let variants come in like this. It's, it's such a well-articulated plan. So, exactly. So let me roll this by you. The Delta variant, the Delta's got a slow, long wave. It's like a, a deep sleep is Delta. So this is like, the, even the dark side are having to serve the greater system here. So a lot of this is so obvious, you know, in your face, and it is scripted like that. And if you've got the conscious ability to see it, you know it's a lie and you're not going to take the vaccine. But they're kind of rolling this out as like an IQ test to have a cull of idiots, basically. And uh, those that are not consciously ready or maybe can't face this new energy coming in. Because this great reset, this is what's happening. There's a, there's a new age being born. And these toroidal fields are kind of shifting their energy. And it's all coming from the black sun in Nibiru. So it's our job now, not so much to fight the government and stuff. It's our job to raise our vibration and be ready for the new earth or something will happen or some will maybe have a place to go to escape this uh, more controlled environment if you don't want that mm. to more natural uh, world mm-hmm. if that's your soul, soul where you get drawn to but certainly it's all about change now we've been shown the lie we've been shown the, the facade and they're almost telling us you know you need a covid passport to fucking get into a nightclub well who wants to go in there anyway you know all their things are false mm-hmm. we just go in touch with nature and just step away from the system and stop serving the beast and they're just showing how evil they are so it's now time for everyone to make a choice and that's why this covid thing's so divisive because yeah. people are just like, well, I'm choosing the government in this one and they're balls to the wall maybe that's not their soul or maybe they'll die just now they'll create a better earth and then they'll get reincarnated back into it so it's like yeah. for greater good, you know? So Yeah, yeah I, def- I, I definitely think there's more to it than just sort of raising our vibration. That's that's a lot of what uh, they talk about in the new age, isn't it? Just, yeah, but it means like changing your lifestyle. I mean, like, basically, beco- becoming self-sufficient, becoming yeah. more sovereign, becoming something, offering something to the world, offering you, don't be yeah. a taker, yeah. be a giver, you know? Yeah, I think uh, acting upon what we know, right? It, there's a lot of knowledge out there, but are we, you know, making sure we're getting the right diet, doing our own inner work, you know, aligning with what's true and, and yeah, really, really just taking right action in that direction. And I think the more of us that, that do that, I think we can create this kind of, I don't like the, the term new earth, but we can create a better world. Well, well, here's the thing. We're all stars in this physical body. We're like rock stars, but we have to turn ourselves into superstars. And to do that, you have to realize who you are and why you are here and become that. And yeah. then when everybody becomes that, that's like the new earth because we're all acting from our highest per, you know, energy and awareness. Yeah, I mean, they've... they've or at they've least making moves towards that, you know, a society geared towards that. Yeah, they've, they've, they've got everyone to, to act like Borgs, basically. Everyone thinks the same, they have the same opinion. 
Um, no one ever wants to really express themselves, speak their truth. So it's kind of ironic that we've got people wearing masks because generally that's what people do anyway without the, the actual physical yeah. mask. People are walking around in a, in a mask of facade that isn't really truly who they are. It's just who they're trained to be. And of course, you, you know, we're, we're, there's so many people that are similar to, to sheep. They, they don't want to step out of that and they're scared to express who they truly are. And I describe it as sort of opening your, your gift box. You have a lot of people, you know, millions of people that go through their lives repeating the system and the ideologies of the system without really truly opening up their own gift box and their own talents and their own creativity. Yeah. And everyone's sort of stuck in these matrix jobs, which really dull our creative abilities. And so we have people that live till 70, 80, 90 years old, and, and they still really don't know who they really are on a, on a true self level, and have never really explored that, that those gifts that we all have we're all unique individual uh points of consciousness and that's that's wonderful when you think about it because you have you have gifts and qualities that that i don't have and i'll have ones that you don't have so although in a way we're connected um we're very much individual and it's expressing that individual nature um and the more well, of us because we're all born mm -hmm. under different star signs and stuff like that, so we're influenced by those energies. So that's mm -hmm. why we're all different. You know, we all have different aspects, kind of, and we're kind of probably reincarnate and to balance, to choose and grow. Basically, we're all growing, aren't we? There's a there's a song by the Incredible String Band called Painting Box, and that's what that reminds me of. Somewhere in my mind, I have a painting box, and like I always loved that song because it's exactly what you thought. You know, just going there use your imagination and paint something, do something. Yeah, and the world's, I mean, you look at the uh, alternative media, it's full of characters, you know, it's its full of really interesting, I mean, you yourself, you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you, you're out there, you're doing your comedy, your poetry, you're, you're, you know, you put on silly outfits and silly hats and things like that. And but you're expressing the true version of you, and that makes you interesting. That makes you stand out. Um, and to the sheep of the world, it, it also probably makes you look like a whack as well, because they yeah. they're, they're not used to that. It makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, and the system's terrified of people expressing their true nature and who they really are, because it wants everyone thinking the same, feeling the same, never questioning anything, um, towing the official line. And, and it's managed to uh, keep billions of people around the world in that mindset for, for many, many, probably hundreds, if not thousands of years. So the more and more, I don't know what you would call it, like trailblazers or um, unique expressions that are brave enough to, uh, to open their, their gift box and express themselves fully, um, then it's a threat to the system. Because when you, when you open your gift box, you, you become creative and you get in touch with that creative side of yourself. And, and obviously we're creative beings and, and they hate our creativity. It's unpredictable to them. You know, we know that they like to know the outcome uh, and they're one trick ponies, but humans are, are very creative and we can create our way out of anything, even the situation that we're in right now. 
um, and the more of us that can express ourselves and and letting go of the fear of what people think of us and um, that's the big one that holds that, that holds us all back it used to hold me back as well we're, we're so concerned about fitting in and um, that, that we just that we just uh, dull ourselves down and we just become a another it's because when you're young you do express yourself and then very quickly the adult world or whatever ridicules you you know and peer pressure right from a young age yeah it's, it's shocking even parents to their children you know they'll take the piss of them and try to be funny but it's just no funny at all you know it's, yeah i mean you're right even at, at school like you get punished for, for standing out don't you for the question yeah. things you you know if you haven't got the right pair of trainers you get bullied it's like you're always being kept in line so to speak and it, and it does start from from those very early years yeah, I've just uh, seen Marcus has uh, popped on there. Hello, Marcus. Uh, just offering my condolences about your mother passing recently. Hope you're doing all right, mate. So, aye, uh, that's something I've not had to come to terms with, like my parents dying and going through grief. Have you, have you had that? Uh, no, not yet. Is this, sorry, was this recent to you? Just a guy here, Marcus, has popped in. I know his mother's um, oh. to me. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. So condolences there, Marcus. Um, no, I, I haven't had to deal with that yet. Um, you know, my parents have both taken a double dose. <laughs> so, um, so you're no longer in speaking terms. Yeah, like well, me. No, 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 I am on speaking terms because, you know, you just don't know how long people have got when they've taken that. So um, for me, I've been speaking out against the system for 10 years. If they're not going to listen to me now, they're never going to listen to me. And sometimes you just got to choose your battles. Um, but again, I was having this conversation this morning with someone about, you know, the loss of close, close uh, or loved ones, if you like. And, you know, I, I honestly believe that we, we don't die. We're just a point of energy and that energy is, is indestructible basically and it will go on and have an, another experience um hopefully it won't get trapped in this matrix <laughs> um but that comes with the knowledge that that person has learned in their living lives because you know ignorance doesn't die when we die you know we we have to we have to get to objective uh, truths and um so but it does kind of make the whole idea of not only other people's deaths, but your own death, um, a lot easier to bear and, and, and a lot less fearful. Oh, totally, yeah, 100%. Because you realise, on a high level, this is a game. It's it, it's like The Sims. But it, I, I was saying uh, to my friend that if you imagine this is like The Sims, but it's like gangster version. So there's, there's many different matrices that we can have experiences in. Um, and this one is like, let's say uh, a longer version it's gone on maybe too long but it's like a real gangster version so it's a, a, a tough it, because it's as above so below it, 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 the, the microcosm is part of the macrocosm exactly, and when yeah. we, when we have computer games and simulations uh, this is also in my opinion a, a simulation and when you look at it from a point of view that actually we're just involved in a game here simple good versus evil like you have in those computer games this is one matrix experience of probably thousands of other matrix experiences we've had in different realms and realities um 
then the, the whole idea of death and death of family members, albeit very sad, and you don't want to, you don't want anyone to, to suffer or, or be in pain, or uh, and of course you're going to miss them, but it, you 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 understand that it's not really the end. It's uh, and we know, you know, in ancient Egypt they used to celebrate death because they they knew it's. I mean, when you think about it, Billy, it's such a massive form of mind control, the fear of death. I mean, we see oh, yeah. it. I mean, the whole, the whole COVID narrative is yeah. based, the, the way they've done what they've been able to do is, is, is tapping into people's fear of death. Um, and they've been able to pull all kinds of ridiculous rules and regulations out of the bag and continue to do so based on people scared, being scared to die. So scared, in fact, that they're they're now not living at all. They're, they're living in constant fear that they're going to die. But of course, we all die at some point. So it doesn't really make sense on that level. But the whole the whole fear of death is massive for them. And that's why they don't teach us uh, when we're at school that, that we are energy and that we, 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 we don't really die. Imagine that. Imagine millions of, or billions of children at school being taught Right, you're having a human experience here. You are going to die at some point, but you're not really going to die. Imagine that being put into their psyche instead of fear of death, fear of COVID. You know, people would grow up much more empowered, much more um, strong within themselves because they would understand that. Yeah, we're just we're just having a, a just having a, a game here, really, on on, on high level and. Um, yeah, I, I think that this game's coming to its crescendo, and I think that there's a lot of us that are going to get out of the game. Um, I do think that maybe uh, something happened and the game got a bit infiltrated <laughs> or uh, or went on for a bit too longer than it should have. Um, but I, I do think that, I mean, don't get me wrong, we're, we're going to lose a lot of people the next few years. Not everyone's going to make it. We know that. Um, but I do think for a lot of us, I do think this is the last time round. Um, as long as people don't get trapped with the, the whole false white light narrative when we die and, you know, get hooked in speaking from, you know, false white light beings that tempt them back down and coerce them back down. Um, I think we have to have an awareness that just in the physical domain, there's deceivers. When we die, there's also deceivers that are ready, willing, and waiting to try and trick us down back here on Planet Crazy. So just having that discernment that we've garnered in our physical life and, and using that when we pass over to uh, yeah, just set the intention to exit the matrix and don't caught up with anything trying to deceive you back into it. Yeah. I had an interesting experience uh, when I was 22. My cousin in Belfast died and I, I was going holidays there so I was quite close to him so I went for the funeral seen his body and you just know like, well that's not Stephen you know that's just dead flesh there it's a carcass there's nothing nothing Stephen about him you know yeah but then after the funeral I was in the bar with his brother and we were drinking what a bit pissed or whatever then all of a sudden there's just bit of the room kind of become a bit brighter and it's like a three-way telep telepathic conversation with him Stephen there just telling us it was all right kind of thing right. and that was Stephen whereas the body wasn't and you know to this day I'm convinced that was I felt him you know and yeah, yeah. 
So that was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Because I mean, I was exposed to death when I was really young. My when I was uh, my second day of secondary school, my my tutor collapsed in front of us all in uh, speaking in assembly. She was wow. reading the passage from the Bible. Wow. Oh my God! The, the, the PE teacher ran in, told everyone to turn around, started to try and resuscitate her. Of course, we we were kids; we were just we were watching. And then <laughs> later in the afternoon, we got told that she passed away. So she died in front of me oh. in, in my second day of secondary school. And I, I remember I walked home, and my mum was in the front garden, and she was like. <laughs> She's like, that was good to me. Like, all right, son, how was your second day at school? And I was like, uh, actually, my teacher died <laughs> in front of me. And uh, yeah, you've got, like, got the rest of the year off. Happy yeah, days. I was, I was traumatized for months. I had, I had problems sleeping, and that was really traumatic for me. Really, really bizarre. But um, I mean, I, I don't know. Even even with that knowledge of knowing that she's just energy, and I don't know how much that would have helped me at the time, but. Yeah, we, we we fear death so much because we don't understand it or we don't understand it, um, and we don't understand what, you know what we truly are. We're just we're just we're just energy incarnate in a in a space suit <laughs> in this meat suit for a, a period of time. Um, so yeah, it, no one really wants to die, and we want to prolong our lives and 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 and, and live a, a good experience, but. Worst comes to the worst. It's it's not the end of the road for any of us. And whatever happens with whatever's going to happen in the next coming years, um, we're all going to be all right. We just need to make sure that we educate ourselves and really discern what we're going to do when we cross over. Um, because I think a lot of us uh, in the alternative, we, uh, we 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 do we do think a lot about what's going on here, but. What we're going to do when we get to that point, you know, when when we die, and what what we're going to how how we're going to sort of discern and and deal with things. It's an interesting uh, thing that yeah we should consider that, but also you hear a lot of stories of people who are old and they're kind of facing death, and then they realise all the regrets they have for not being themselves and not taking the risks and the things they didn't do is almost mm. worse than the things that they did do, you know. So yeah. that's something to bear in mind. I know Buddhism is very much controlled these days, or whatever. But there's certain tenets in it that are quite good. One of them was remember, remember dying. That's quite prominent. Just so you enjoy every day and you learn yeah. to live in the moment, because yeah. one day will pass over. So we've only got now, basically, you know. Yeah, I think for me, like sometimes people said have asked me what I'm, you know, do I fear anything? My biggest fear. Is similar to what you just said there is getting to the end of my life and thinking I didn't fulfill my potential you know I didn't, I didn't I didn't open my magic box I didn't express who I truly was I didn't speak up when I know I should have spoken up that for me really terrifies me I would hate to get to the end of my life and and have all these regrets that I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I just think that the interesting thing about being a human is that there's always more you can like physically you can always get stronger emotionally you can get stronger energetically you can get stronger um you can always gain more knowledge you can there's always more our potential is it, it there's, there's never a set amount of potential 
Um, and for me, I just think that one of the main ways out of this is if we could all aim to be as, as strong as we, we can be um, and, and fulfill our potential, if we all had that mindset of leaving everything out on the playing field, so to speak, um, that would terrify the system because you would have a, a lot of empowered people. Um, and we know, you know, your health's right and your, your emotional state's right and, and you're, you're stronger, you're, you're able to deal with all this BS much easier, you know, you get less dragged down by it all um, and you become a real light in the world. And um, so I, I just think that we, we have this opportunity, that we have these, these experiences, why not make the most of them, why not squeeze every last bit of potential you can out of yourself? Yep. That's certainly what I've been trying to do these past God knows how many years since I came out of the room, basically. I've just done a tour of Scotland there, I think I mentioned to you before. But again, sitting in your house, humdrum every day, but right there, there's all these adventures and stuff waiting to happen. And, you know, and just that life experience is, although it's kind of gone, it seems like a dream. It's, I'm sure you gain things from it and, you know, that's what living is. I felt like it was coming alive out there, you know. Yeah. The longer the week went on, and the last night I was kind of building a fire and shit. I was like, fucking, hey, let's go. I've got this stuff. <laughs> Man, hunter, and all this stuff. But, you know, it just felt good to be out in nature and living, uh, yeah. breathing breathing fresh air and looking at nice scenery. And uh, just the computer, the technological world, I'm not a fan of. And I think it's very much locking us all into this paradigm as well, you know. The yeah. uh, television was doing it, but now the internet's doing it. It's just a different thing, I think, really. Yeah. What do you think about the technology? Do you think it's got any useful purpose? Um, can, can it be kind of monitored and controlled, or is there always going to be that? Well, obviously, obviously we're seeing it now. There's been a, a very dangerous um, and continues to be a very dangerous aspect to it all. Um, and what they've done is cleverly, again, is they've got everyone addicted to it. I mean, yeah. even even myself, you know, I'm on YouTube watching YouTube and, you know, I'm on my phone maybe a bit too much. But um, but also at the same time, we're using it against them. I mean, like, for example, we're doing a, this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I do think with, with all their trappings, we can always use them against them. Um, and, you know, you look at the internet and the world, world I definitely think they regret, uh, to some extent, um, social media and, I mean, we see how much they're trying to ban and censor people. So, yeah, there's, there's a very real dangerous aspect to it all. Um, it started with the way back with the, the, the Nokia phones and the dial-up internet. Um, and then it's, it's just gone, gone on from there, hasn't it? They, you know, when, when we had those Nokias, they probably already had the Apple 12 iPhone yeah. ready, ready waiting to be rolled out. Yeah. Um, but the, the worrying thing I think is is re really with the kids because uh, they are so hooked in on technology. Um, you know, they're constantly playing on games like Fortnite, and you know, I see it with a lot of people, and you know, their lives are, are, are more real on Instagram or Facebook than they are in real life. I mean, prime example. I was here the other day uh, walking along the beach. And there's two girls, <clears throat> and they stop at this. Uh, this guy was renting out jet skis, and um, I, I saw them speaking to him, and I thought, oh, they're, 
are going to go off on the jet ski and I was just looking at everything and um, and then anyway so they got on the jet ski they didn't go anywhere they gave the phone to the guy who rented it and the, and the guy was taking pictures of them and then they got off <laughs> and, you, and you just know that that would have gone on Instagram or something Right. And um, but this is how a lot of people are. Their 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 online lives are are not real. It's you know all these people that have these wonderful relationships uh, on the surface on Facebook, but you know you know back home behind closed doors, they're they're up, they're fighting like cat and dog. Um, but There's not a lot of these Instagram models are actually quite desperately unhappy because they have to stay thin and all this kind of thing and go on these photo shoots and take days but to look really happy and whatever yeah so and the followers but they're not you know, content yeah also it's created a, a narcissistic society really. oh yeah completely well, narcissistic. and a lot of deaths and young girls and stuff or de depression and anorexia are just trying to match these because there's yeah. all they all go through filters and everything now as well was it what country i think it's finland or somewhere denmark maybe They've brought in a law where if anyone's going to post a picture of themselves, they have to say it's been put through a filter. I mean, I'm not good and I don't like control and you know, controls for everything, but it's just the fakery that's out there with the technology. It's making girls judge themselves, especially against unrealistic expectations, you know, and that's yeah. having a detrimental effect. Plus, if, there's one recently I've I looked into, it was like, there's girls now, you know, people are on this OnlyFans and whatever. It's like yeah. Twitter for you know, perverts or whatever, and they want to show. <laughs> but the thing is, girls at school, their parents are on it. So people, all the school children are seeing the parents and it's getting shared. So they're uh, having a horrific time with dealing yeah, yeah. with that kind of stuff. So it's just yeah, completely yeah. insane, the level we've got to. <laughs> well, it's really, uh, I mean, you probably know yourself, but when someone's like or hearts, a yeah. photo that there, there's there's like a serotonin uh, release mm -hmm. or, or endorphin release within that person yeah. so that person then becomes addicted to likes it's electronic heroin and they knew they were doing that when they put it in yeah exactly and so what that does is it creates more narcissism because people are posting more selfies and what have you yeah. and um and so so it's a huge problem but yeah i mean the the, the worrying thing with the kids with technology is is, is really because where the system wants to take things moving forward because we're going to, in the next few years, we're going to see the system say things like, you know, they're, they're going to chip people and that chip will cure cancer, let's say. Um, and so they're going to promote all of this stuff. And we're going to get to a point where um, essentially they're going to roll out consciousness transference, which is basically... Uh, they may say to you, right, Billy, you're, unfortunately, you're terminally ill. You've only got six months to live. But what we can do is you don't actually have to die. What we can do is we can upload your consciousness onto the cloud and you can essentially live forever. And then that, that can be then downloaded onto... Have you ever seen Black Mirror? Yes, you know. Yeah, like I don't know if you remember the museum one where they downloaded the consciousness into the little t the, the teddy bear. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the the girl kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. So they could they can just download that consciousness onto anything. And, yeah. But but the thing is, when you when you die normally, your consciousness is free to, yeah. to go. 
unless you get trapped back into this matrix. Whereas if you die and you agree to get the, the consciousness transference, then your, your consciousness is going to be trapped in the AI cloud <laughs> forever, essentially. Yeah. So, so what you've got is a generation that have grown up with technology since the, the moment they could crawl. They don't know any different other than the techno technological society. Um, you know, you see it now with the computer games. They, they, they've got like kind of these things on their ears, in their ears. Yeah. And, and, and so the kids are already used to having tech in and around the body. Um, and of course, you know, the, the microchip is going to be in the body. And how much resistance is it going to be from these millennials and younger moving yeah. into that? And then, of course, when they, when they get sick and they get promised eternal life, and they've already have this massive background of technology, they're going to go for it because, again, they don't understand that death is nothing to be feared. And if they think that they can just live on forever in, in some kind of uh, quantum computer, that, that, might be, that might sound very beneficial to them. But apparently that's what the head of Google and all these, and B-Boss and Amazon and stuff, that's what they're all chasing. And maybe that's something to do with what I said earlier about trying to circumvent their karma. Maybe if they can lock their consciousness into the cloud, that will mm -hmm. stop them down and facing the hell realms. Yeah, <laughs> it's up for up for debate that one. But um, it's an idea, just you know, it's just because I there is something weird. I do believe they're they're looking for extensions of, of their life. These guys, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, technology is it's very we're at a dangerous point with technology and um, technology really, I guess, is only as benevolent as its creator. It's like, a, it's like having a, a, a newborn baby and the parents teach it violence and all this from a young age. It's going to grow up violent. It's going to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and technology is the same. What do we use technology for? We use it for surveillance, for control for war. Um, I mean, you look at some of the stuff that Lockheed Martin and DARPA are using technology for, I mean, it's horrifying. It's yeah. like, you, and they're already using it. Those like AI dogs, that, that they're also in Black Mirror. You, you've got them running around parks in Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Already, so. Um, That's completely mental, that, you know. Because <laughs> these things as well, if they've got guns and stuff, they can be trained. They don't have any con consciousness. So they, they line up, yeah, that's a face match, bang, you know, if they want to do that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, what was I going to say? The, uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just getting more and more advanced. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's AI is, is now conscious. So, for example, when we, uh, when we were younger, you'd have, we'd have to program a computer to do something, and then it would do something. But now it's learning off each other. Yeah, it's learning off itself through the AI cloud. Mm -hmm. So, if, for example, an, an automated car has a crash, whatever happened, that will be downloaded into the crash. So, other uh, AI cars will learn. So, so it, it's basically yeah. talking to itself. It's like a big brain. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, where where, they, where this is going is is pretty frightening in that respect. A lot of people are like loving it, or they just say, it's like this Internet of Things. You know, people say, Oh, the Internet of Things is coming, let's make money off this. And, you know, 
against self-interest, but all like I said, you can be driving home and you can have a nap and talk to your fridge and your fridge will say what's in it and suggest, if you got one eye, does it suggest what you're going to make for a meal and all this kind of stuff and where to buy it? That's the kind of level that it goes yeah, to. That's the level that people don't want to wait, uh, think for themselves at. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what they're going to have for dinner. <laughs> I'll tell you about, you know how you get all these markings and everything on this, and there's more stop signs, go here, do this, do that. And people have literally lost the ability to think. Yeah. So there's this woman, she's on a bungee jump, there's a guy beside her, the guy's got the thing that attached, ready to go. And the guy across there, he puts his thumbs up. And the woman just assumes that's for her and she throws herself off without having had the fucking thing attached. Apparently she had a heart attack in the way then, but... Amazing. Well, <laughs> I mean, just, just on, on the AI subject as well, I mean, that we're going we're, we're moving to a, a world where more or less everything's going to be automated. Um, we see that now when you go into the supermarkets. Even here in Mexico, you know, the, the supermarkets, um, in some stores, the, the checkouts are... Are really no longer you, you you've got these self checkouts they're getting they're gonna get i've, I've read uh that they're gonna if you've got certain symptoms there's not going to be any use for a doctor anymore you just type it yeah. into uh, and, and some ai will come out and tell you what medication you need now, amazon uh, not trying to get a factory that doesn't need workers and also the yeah. shops where you don't even need just when you buy it the camera's watching you what you buy and you just walk out and you're paid for it yeah, um, te teachers, there'll be no need for teachers because the student will just type in the answers and the algorithm will come out, give them a, a grading. Um, even down to the, uh, to like criminal uh, courts, uh, it will be down to an algorithm to work out all the evidence and say if a person's guilty or not guilty. <laughs> I mean, imagine how frightening that is, like, <laughs> especially for us. I mean, system, system rebels, we're... Like we're not in court, and some algorithm's gonna gonna sort of decide our best. But that's where it's going. It's gonna be uh, really a society with with no jobs, so to speak. It's it's all gonna be automated, and then of course it'll be the minions that will be will be earning our money from our social credit score, whereby the better citizen we are, the more points we can have, and the more liberties and quote unquote freedoms we'll be able to have. And yeah. we're seeing that seeing what's happening with that in China. In in China, there's people now that maybe they're a little bit like us, anti-system, that they can't even get on a train. They can't put their kids into school because their social credit score is is so low. Um and yeah, it certainly won't be able to get on a flight if you're if your social credit score. And who knows, probably you, there'll be something about you won't be able to buy food or um, I mean, it's, it's, it's complete technocratic dictatorship that we're moving into. And, and of course, the social credit scoring system, I mean, uh, in, in England, in the UK, Boris has just announced this like fitness app. Uh, did you read about that? Where, whereby he's gonna, he's gonna, is it, see this, this thing, is it an, an app you actually have to download? Which thing? I, I don't know. Oh, this, 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 uh, this. This uh, app that Boris is maybe they'll just automatically install it on everyone's phone. You know, they're putting oh, it right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to see like if you're eating healthy food, like like I mean, now all of a sudden after putting everyone in, in a mask for a year and 
now it's all about the food side of things, right? <laughs> now they've switched what is healthy, what they deem as healthy. Now it's food again, even though they kept McDonald's open and Burger King open and, and all this fast food junk junk stores and, and okay. closed all the small businesses. But, but now it's all about food again. But it's going to start with that. And eventually, what we know where it's going to go, it'll be full rollout social credit scoring system. They tiptoe and everything, don't they? Yeah. Jab, jab passports for nightclubs. Yeah. And I mean, the rest. I mean, it's not just nightclubs. That's just the cover story. Yes. Yeah. A whole whole other things are going to make that come on pretty quick. Here, here in Mexico, I mean, the governor came out last week and said that you need a, a jab a certificate or an up-to-date PCR test to go into restaurants and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so essentially, you, you, you could go, you could want to go and have a coffee for 60 pesos, which is about, I don't know, quid, something like that. Uh, but you'd have to spend 600 pesos on a PCR test to go and have a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not quote-unquote mandatory, but that's what he's talking about. It's just insane. Let's just get the jab and get on with it. We're obviously doing it already. It's coming in full steam ahead. It's ridiculous the speed that's coming in and how people are just not even showing any backbone at all to stand up against it. You know, resistance is feeble. Yeah, let me tell you, right? Let me tell you, there is zero resistance in Mexico to any of it. Zero, absolutely zero. I mean, you, you guys in the UK, I mean, it, you, there's way, 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 way more resistance here. Here, I've been actually really disappointed with the, the, the just the willingness of people to just go along without question at all. Uh, yeah, so, they're, they're trained not to think highly of themselves, you know. So somebody else knows better, and let somebody important deal with it. We're just, you know, poor Mexican people and. Turkey's got a similar attitude when I lived there. It's very much the state. Yeah. Even though right now there is a bit more um, fight back against Erdogan because the taxes there are incredible. And he's just steamrolling. COVID is an excuse for fucking everything. There's crazy rules coming in there. And yeah, yeah it's these guys, they know the population, so they know how far they can push them. And yeah. If they're the distance, then they just push further. Yeah. Every every country or every area of the world has their own form of mind control, doesn't it? I mean, here in Mexico, a lot of people are religious. Catholicism is, is big. So all they need to do to get people to take the jab is to roll out the priests. Um, yeah. But, and, and I think you're right. I think here in particular, for so many years, they've, they've been downtrodden um, yeah. by government, by cartels. Uh, so they, they're kind of, I guess, kind of... A, Kind of scared they're very scared um to, to, to speak out about anything um so you can kind of understand it but you know it boils down to the the, the age old the age old problem if if we all did it if we all stood up if we all said no yeah uh, it, it doesn't seem that people have people have got that spark within them to to want to do that and um now they don't even have the trust of the other people to stick with them, I think, you know? It's like, well, I'll do it, but probably nobody else will. So there's that yeah. lack of unity and kind of that union aspect of we're all together, you know, that's obviously been shattered 
but yeah. in the community as well, we've all broke down. We don't know our neighbours, so that cohesive, we're in this together, and really that's a point that I think we have to learn as well. We do depend on each other. Life is nothing when you're just by yourself, and mm -hmm. you get isolated and isolated. But we should understand the value of communities and stuff. But again, mm -hmm. so that many people that fucked up. Do you want to be in a community with them? You know. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um... I mean, I put a post out on Facebook the other the other day. Just, I'm like, who are we actually trying to wake up anymore? Most people of most age ranges have, have taken the, the dark. Um, they're not interested. They never were really interested in any, any kind of truth. So, you know, really, maybe we're at a point in time where we need to, if this is a war, we need to move on to the next the next level of that. And, and really start looking after ourselves, uh, our health, our emotional health, um, being strong and really trying to meet up with uh, or connect with like-minded beings in our areas um, to, to do, just try and cajole that kind of, that spirit that you're talking there. And, and if things do go south, then, then at least there are people that we can lean on and we don't feel so alone. Um, I think, I mean, here, luckily there's there's quite a few people like that so we've got a little bit of a community here um and i think that can be done in most places but it's just people sort of taking the action and and saying right i'm i'm going to do something in my local area to you know to meet to get some some kind of meeting together even if it's just a few people um because it does the soul a lot of good just being around people that are on the same page Yep, for sure. Um, we've just we've just lost that aspect of community working together, st sticking together, stronger together. Was that not a phrase of some Tory party or something? I don't know. No, we're going to say build bigger, better soon. <laughs> build back better. Build back better. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, you know the the community and uh, so much has been done to divide us. You know, black versus white, rich versus poor male versus female, gay versus straight, England versus France. I mean, they know, they know. If we can. I think that's one of the reasons why they stop people from going into pubs so much, you know, with this scam, because they know that that's how revolutions used to start. Didn't they? You, you think of like the French Revolution, I, I always imagined some dingy, dark, like <laughs> bar with candle lit and people drinking and, and plotting and planning. And, and I'm sure that used to happen uh, in, in other places as well. Because uh, you know what it's like when people have a bit of alcohol, they get a little bit brave as well. But um, but I think ultimately it, it, it does sort of create that community. I mean, the, the pubs and the bars, they, they've been dead for years in the UK, haven't they? That's also very interesting how how that's happened slowly over time. They used to be like the hub of the community. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, when, totally, yeah. I don't know how old you are. I'm 41. But when I was like 21, even you could like even on a Wednesday night, or a Monday night, you could go to your local and it would right. be packed. People would be sitting around tables, they'd be right. eating dinner in some places. And it was just like a real centre for whatever area you were living in. And you got to know people and, you know, there was, there was like maybe the Nokias were out at that time, but, but people weren't sitting on their phones, they were engaging with each other and yeah. people don't really know how Can't to... each other to pool games, get the jukebox on, have a game of darts. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think even down to to little things like that, 
I actually think that that was planned as well. I think that. Oh yeah, hundred percent, no doubt about it. Yeah, they looked. They looked at society. They looked at where our strengths were, and they were like, right, when they get go to the pub together, they all get together, they all bond, they all unite. We need to put a stop to that, and and so they killed that industry. Even the television in there as well. That just you know, everyone just stares at the TV for quite some time as well. Yeah. Got these, they had those sports bars. It's like TVs everywhere. You know, it's like fucking hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 crazy how how all these little threads, and you again you gotta hold your hat off to take your hat off to them. They, they all thread together in a very yeah. intricate web of, uh -huh. of entrapment. It's 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 so unbelievably clever, um, and and I think that's it's it, it really is something that they've done on purpose is is to destroy that community spirit. They've taken out the centerpieces. Of the towns and the cities, and and taking that away, and I mean even now with like the town centres, in, especially in the UK, oh, they're like, like a shops in there. They're totally dead. They're horrible. They're horrible. Yeah. And, and, but they also used to be. I don't know where you were, but even if you weren't planning to do anything in particular, you go into town. Like yeah. I'm just going to go into town. Oh, you go yeah. into town because that's where everyone was. That's where your mates were. You'd see people you know. It was, like a, it was another like hub of the community. Town centres were, and there would also always be these points in the town centre where people would meet, whether it be like a statue or a park or something like that. But now the town centres are so dull and depressing, yeah. and all the shops, like you say, they're all closed. There's Family nothing. Shops. There. It, 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 <laughs> They've destroyed those, and they've destroyed another hub of the community. Um, and like I say, it's very clever what they've done. So I guess that's what we need to do: is is to try and bring people together again. And no matter how many people that that will be, depends on where you are. Yeah, I think the terrain that you live in, obviously, if you're in the middle of a city, I don't know, somehow. In nature, having meetings up in, in the natural and parks and stuff, they've got that thing, the yellow the yellow vest meet in the park. That's quite an interesting one. But again, when these things start to get popular, they usually get infiltrated and people take them over, you know? That's yeah. what happens to these groups. So a lot of these things, you get people using them for their own benefit or trying to make something out of it. And like, I think that, what was the first one? Occupy Wall Street. That's looked yeah. promising to begin with, and then it quickly got diverted. Yeah, anonymous. That was another oh. chill, chill <laughs> movement. Yeah, I, I, the the main popular ones. I never really, yeah, no. I, I I don't normally gravitate to. to you could start movement. off naturally, is what I'm saying, but very quickly, when they get into yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're completely paranoid, aren't they? They 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 have to yeah. control everything. They can't let us go off on our own tangent. They've got to put their agent. They've got to put their agent Smiths in there. <laughs> uh, and try and direct it and what have you but yeah i do think that yeah even if it's two or three people you meet in a park and just have some lunch together or what have you it just does wonders for the soul and you don't feel so alone and even if you do like a zoom call you know with five or six people even if you can't get together i see so many people on facebook and understandably like a lot a lot of people are scared a lot of people feel alone um i see a lot of people struggling you know why not why not five or six people just get up right let's have a zoom call let's all lift each other um 
So I think that sometimes maybe we, we could be a little bit more proactive in in what what we do to, to help ourselves really. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, even when I just have these these interviews with you, I always come off feeling good and, you know, because I've said my piece, you said your piece and, right. and it just feels good. You just feel a little, a little less heavy. Well, that's why I had a couple of times I've stopped doing the shows and then a couple of weeks later, I was like, ah, I've got to get out, get some shit out of me, you know, <laughs> we're going to yeah, show yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful, yeah, definitely wonderful therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. So uh, what's your plans for the night? Are you chilling in the house? Or uh, you today, um, it's, what is it? It's one o'clock here, so I've got some sessions with people and then I'm just going to relax and, yeah, just do what? some more reading and research and, yeah. Take it from what, there. what sessions do you do? Um, so I do my energy work, and I, I also facilitate in a in a child work. Um, all my work I offer is on my website, which is transcendingtimes.org. Cool. And your Telegram group was? Uh, my Telegram is Tony Sayers, the New Age Whistleblower, and obviously the other main places are my YouTube channel, which is Tony Sayers, and my Facebook, which I'm not a band on at the moment. Which yeah. is also Tony you, you mustn't be posting anything then. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, right now. I'm, I'm just I'm in a phase where I'm just posting memes because I don't feel like I can say any more that hasn't already been said. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like that. <laughs> okay, man, it's been good to have you on. Thanks everyone for watching, and uh, we'll catch you the next one. Cheers now. Bye Thank bye. You.